This is Comic Shenanigans, Episode 964, Spotlight on Moon Knight, Episode 1. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 964. It's our spotlight on Moon Knight, episode one. So this came out, uh, I guess, what, the 30th of March uh, last week. Uh, I'm recording this on April 5th. Actually, I'll probably put this episode up on the morning of the 6th, which is right when the second episode drops. Uh, first of all, really enjoyed it. Uh, I think we're getting, what, six issues? Six issues. Yeah, you can tell where my mind is. Uh, six episodes of Moon Knight, so I'm excited to get them. Um, it's interesting. I wanted to talk about kind of my interactions with Moon Knight. Um, I don't think I've read a lot of the comics with Moon Knight. Um, I remember up until... Like early two thousands, I'd seen him here and there. Like I had written, I read, I didn't write. I read the Marvel Knights book by, I believe, Chuck Dixon. Uh, I believe he was in that for a couple issues. Um, but again, I didn't have a real, you know, kind of connection with the character because when I had gone into comics, he wasn't really around much. At least my 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 memory is that he wasn't. And I would see kind of him here and there. I would when I started playing the HeroClix uh, miniatures game originally. Uh, he was you know he was a piece, and you know I saw that he was on the Avengers and. I, 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 started to learn a little bit more about Moon Knight, but I really didn't know much about him. And then I remember I didn't read much about it, but I've definitely gone back and read some of it. The uh, the Houston Finch stuff definitely kind of revolutionized the character. And I feel like suddenly Moon Knight was cool again, if he was ever cool to begin with. But I'm gonna I'm gonna presuppose that at one point he was cool. He had Sinkovich doing his art, so of course he was cool once upon a time. Um, but I had never really read much of the character. And then I remember me reading that book, and it was very extreme. Um, and I feel like everything after that. That book changed the game for Moon Knight. Um, and again, I'm not a Moon Knight expert. I'm not even a lover. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm a fan here and there of certain interpretations of the character. And it's interesting because I think years ago when I sp- spoke with Doug Munch, or Doug Mink, Monk, Monk, man, I can't even remember his name, or how to pronounce it, I should say. I know his name. Um, when I talked about him, to him about Moon Knight, you know, he didn't really like what had been done with the dissociative identity disorder in most recent years because the original version of the character was very different. And, I mean, my advice to him would be don't watch this show because that's not the Moon Knight you're getting. Um, that being said, it's interesting, and I think Brian Cronin on Twitter had said something recently about how it's interesting that the character's been around about 40 years, and yet the last 15 years are the most impactful uh, in terms of how that character is going to be interpreted moving forward. And, like, it's kind of one of those game changers that I feel like once they added in the dissociative identity disorder and really bringing Khonshu in as a more uh, proactive force um, in the book, as opposed to kind of this uh, general sense, uh, he was more of a character. I feel like that changed everything for Moon Knight and how future writers write him. I think in the same way that Hawkeye has been different ever since Matt Fraction wrote his Hawkeye book, in the same way that uh, Iron Man has been, you know, will never go back to the way he was pre-Robert Downey Jr., uh, because that's just what people know, and that's what they write now, um, I feel like Moon Knight's kind of the same. And so when we get a Moon Knight television series, of course that's the version they lean into. Um, now, it's very different um, in terms of its overall portrayal so far. There's a lot of questions, but so far, you know, we got a really strong hour or however long it was. It did make me think. So when WandaVision launched, um, I was talking about this with my neighbor that, you know, the first two episodes 
I really enjoyed them. But that's because I'm a fan of old TV. I'm a fan of sitcoms and the form. And I just thought those those episodes were absolutely fantastic. But if you're there for an MCU fix, you didn't get a lot there. And I remember they dropped the first two episodes at once. And I think that was a really smart move. Because the second episode is the one where you start to think that some things are going on. Something's going on here. Whereas in the first one, you had no sense, really. There was like very very little connected to the what was going on in the world. And if you were just watching that and, and then you had to wait a week for the next one, you might not come back. And so I thought about that a lot with this one because I found it really engaging. But at the same time, for an entire show about Moon Knight, Moon Knight himself really only appears at the very end. You get an idea of what's going on with Steven because you have the you know the voice in his head. You have Khonshu talking, uh, which reminded me a lot of Venom in the Venom movies. And I didn't, I don't know if I like that, but I think part of it's because I've seen Venom, <laughs> like because I'm used to that interpretation of like having like a symbiote living in him and kind of being condescending to the main character. That was why I had the similarity. I feel like if you never watched Venom, you, you wouldn't notice, you wouldn't care. Um, but it just felt because we've seen it in a you know different. Marvel-related production. It's not MCU, obviously. Um, that definitely was something that kind of stood out to me. Uh, but you don't really see much of Mark Spector. You you see the after effects of Mark Spector. You see that Mark Spector is having a life and is doing stuff. Uh, but you don't really see why. Um, so it was a really good setup, but we didn't get a lot of meat yet. Uh, the very end is obviously exciting. And I'm, I'm more excited... This is going to seem like heresy. I'm almost more excited for the Mr. Knight persona, um, which they've kind of mentioned in interviews that we're going to get one. Uh, in the comics, it's, you know, that he is in a totally white suit, and he's, he does stuff that's not just your typical Moon Knight stuff. And obviously, the, the big thing that's always existed is that, you know, people derisively called Moon Knight uh, Marvel's Batman, which is really not true. I mean, yes, he has a crescent-shaped copter, and he throws, you know, crescents at people, like Batarangs, and he's wearing white instead of black, but... Especially since 2005, or whenever you know that kind of reinvention of the character happened, uh, they could not be further from being similar. I mean, uh, or they couldn't be more dissimilar. Uh, especially the way that Moon Knight is, they usually go into the psychosis of the character. Is any of it real? Um, you know, what's real in his mind? Um, you know, some some interpretations of to use that DID uh, definitely misinterpret the character or what it should be. But I'm interested to see how the TV show continues to express it. It's interesting because the world definitely feels lived in. Like, yeah, of all the MCU projects, especially the TV projects, it feels the one that feels less connected to the MCU than anything else. I don't even know if there's any vague references to anything. Like, it felt very insular. Uh, which I liked. It, you know, it kind of lives on its own. It does its own thing. Oscar Isaac is great. Like, he, I don't know what he's doing with his voice, but I really like it. Like, just there's something about the interpret the the vocal interpretation really fits with this version of Stephen Grant that they're trying to put together. I don't know why that works so well, um, but it really does. Anyways, and at the very end, when you have him kind of talking to himself and in the mirrors. Uh, very kind of classic old school, you know, uh, that's how you show that someone's kind of going crazy, right? I mean, Norman Osborn talked to a mirror. Um, it's the same idea, but great acting there. Um, Ethan Hawke's the only kind of question mark to me. Um, he did, he was fine. I, I enjoyed his presence. Uh, I, I was surprised he was in it so early, um, you know, kind of, a, you know, and that he found him so quickly. Like, I don't know. I thought it would be, it would take longer to kind of get to those types of points. Um, it's almost like the episode in the show by extension is both moving faster and slower than I expected to in different areas. Um, I thought we'd get more into Moon Knight in the first episode than we did. Um, but I think 
by taking their time and this will be borne out once we're done with the six issue sorry six episode limited series to kind of see if if there's any wasted space like was it necessary to get this deep into steven's life and then his realization that something is wrong um is that important and i have to say like i i woke up in the middle of the night started watching the episode at like four or five in the morning and then i just kind of ended up going back to sleep right near the end um, cause I was groggy and I was enjoying it. And that was the first time I watched it. And I realized when I woke up that I had dreamed in, like I had dreamed up an ending that was not the ending and I knew it wasn't the ending, but it felt real anyway. And when you're already, you know, watching something that's just about a guy believing that like, you know, his, he's dreaming, but is he actually dreaming or is his waking life is confusing because he shows up in places that he shouldn't be. Is, is it real losing time? His goldfish suddenly has a, you know, has a fin, uh, like all this stuff is really in- messing you up when you're already groggy and, you know, listening to it or watching it, uh, half asleep anyway. Uh, and didn't realize you were until you just passed out. My overall impression was that I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, I am excited to see where it goes. I'm very curious if it'll have kind of connections to the MCU or like what connections it might establish. It's interesting that, you know, you see articles about how uh, Oscar Isaac hasn't necessarily like written a, you know, made a contract and doesn't know if he'll appear elsewhere, et cetera, which is really interesting, obviously, because back in the day, it was all about locking people into like, you know, nine, episode contracts or nine uh which we calls uh nine movie contracts and now it's very different um you know now we don't get that at all and i'm very curious where we go moving forward um you know with the character i'm excited i, I want to see him maybe team up with some of the more mystical characters um you know because obviously he has you know some, some mysticism there so it'd be interesting to see what kind of connection we might get with other characters um but yeah so far Excited to see other cast members show up because, um, you know, again, this was so centered on specific characters that I'm, I'm excited to maybe see a little bit more of his world and see other characters because, again, we didn't quite get that yet. Um, I thought this was great. This was a lot of fun. I want to see how the character um, you know, grows and expands uh, as we move forward. Um, it's interesting timing, uh, as with anything with Marvel, you can't help but think about these things, that the sixth episode will come out the week that Doctor Strange comes out. Uh, Doctor Strange will come out on, like, the Friday, and Moon Knight comes out on the Wednesday. Not that it means anything, obviously, because, you know, that's just not always how these things work, but it's always, always interesting when you have it kind of line up like that. Uh, and then, obviously, the next show is going to be more Miss Marvel, which is going to be the opposite in terms of being connected to the MCU, it's going to be very connected to the MCU. Uh, everything about it is going to be connected to the MCU because the character is motivated and a big fan of Carol Danvers, and that's obviously very different. It does make me curious about how well-known that character is on Earth. Um, you know, obviously she wasn't known on Earth at all, um, you know, up until Infinity War. So I guess after the blip, she did a lot. I'm very excited to kind of see what that's going to look like. That comes out June 8th, so you're going to have a bit of a gap there uh, between however will we contend uh, with a gap between Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. But uh, it's very exciting. I mean, Phase 4 has been a lot of interesting stuff. The TV shows have definitely been very exciting. I mean, this summer, we also have Thor Love and Thunder coming out, which I cannot wait to see. Uh, we also have, what is it, I guess She-Hulk supposed to come out sometime this year, we think. Um, so I'm excited to see that, too. That's going to be, what, 10 episodes, Miss Marvel... Let's see how much is that going to be. I think that that's six episodes. That seems short. That's, you know, we would get 10 of She-Hulk, only six of Ms. Marvel. Maybe it's also how much they have to spend in terms of graphics. But, you know, with a character like She-Hulk, you'd think there'd be a lot uh, built in in terms of uh, having to, you know, uh, the cost of everything. Um, I guess they've, they've talked about 
I'm seeing articles here that apparently uh, Disney's confirmed that uh, it takes that Moon Knight is set after Hawkeye. I'm curious if there's actually been anything that actually indicates that, but uh, yeah, that's very interesting. Um, but exciting to see uh, where we go from here. So thanks for listening to this uh, kind of meandering episode. Um, you know, I really enjoyed this. Uh, can't wait to watch the second uh, episode, and uh, hopefully, it'll be quite the limited series when it's all over. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Oh, wait. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't say goodbye without saying where to find me. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. Bye-bye.